This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. KMLE FM and HD1 Chandler Phoenix. Your start of the day with Gunner and Cheyenne. Powered by NoBullRam.com. Now, please pause while we salute America. Oh, say, can you see by the dawn's early light what so proudly we hail at the twilight's last gleaming, whose broad stripes and bright stars to the perilous fight or the ramparts we watched were so gallantly streaming and the rocket's red glare and the bombs bursting in air gave proof to the night that our flag was still there oh saved us Star-spangled banner yet wave the land of the free And the home of the Well, here we go. Welcome to Monday, August 15th, 2022. That was big and rich with our national anthem this morning. Hope you had a great weekend. And from what I'm hearing, Cheyenne and I kind of had a uh, very stereotypical weekend given our current lifestyle. I'm a married man (laughs) with kids, own a house, but we made trips to Costco and Home Depot (laughs) over the weekend. And we actually redid one of the rooms. So what is now the guest room is all fresh paint, brand new fan, you know. Ooh. a homeowner thing over the weekend. From top to bottom. That's exciting. And uh, for Cheyenne, being a single woman, you went on a date. <laughs> yeah, I did. I did. Was it uh, date number two from any of the guys you had in your bachelorette fantasy suite? Oh, my Lanta. Last weekend. Was it date number two? Oh, my gosh. Anybody make the cut last weekend? It was actually date number four. Four. Wow. Yeah. Somebody has stretched into date number four. I know. That's wow. crazy. Right. Will there be a date number f- date number five after the date yesterday? Uh, I hope so. Okay. I mean, I would say yes. You'll leave the ball in his court. Yeah. So he's the one that's got to ask you out for date number five. I mean, yeah. Uh, who asked out date number one? Uh, he did. Date it was, number two? Well, it was mutual. Okay. Uh, then that was me. Date number three? Um, I th- Also mutual. And then this Mutual. one, yeah, like, a, hey, we should do something. Yeah, we should absolutely do something. I was thinking the same thing. Um, and then this one, I think it was like, I'm, I'm also like, a, hey, uh, let's do something. Usually okay. you're like, you want a man just to make the plans and say, let's go on this date. I am approaching this one very differently. Okay. Like, I Why, am. Do you like him more than? I wouldn't. Uh, yes, I would okay. say that. But also, like, he is just, he's just, he's different. He is a different person. He's older than me. I'll tell you that. Okay. And he just makes, change. 
Yeah, I know. He makes me like level up. He is so smart. Okay. And just he's got so much of his life together that I'm just like, I'm just hanging out. And, and I'm enjoying uh, his company. That's good. Yeah. And your son's probably excited because none of the none of the men that you've been with have been past four dates that's or past valid. three dates. That's so true. little Easton, little five year old's like getting closer to a new daddy. No, he's not saying that at all. <laughs> Actually, he was like, I dropped him off with a friend yesterday, and he was like, are you going out with a boy? And I was like, well, yeah. And he goes, I want you to go out with a girl. And I was, wow. like, I was like, what? And he goes, because they're just nicer. Boys are bullies. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Uh, it was an interesting So he wants you to swing for the other team? He wants two mamas? I don't think that's what he meant, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was definitely an interesting conversation. Well, good. It sounds like things are going well for you there, Shia. Uh, yeah, that's they're good. good. Yeah. All right, very good. Uh, all right, here we go with the uh, morning riddle. Back over to that page. All right. <laughs> Large as a mountain, small as a pea. Endlessly swimming in a waterless sea. What am I? Large as a mountain, small as a pea. Endlessly swimming in a waterless sea. What am I? I, as always, if you think you know, he can text us at 22108. Cheyenne completely perplexed. Like there was a lot face. of words for some reason. This felt like a lot. The correct answer to the riddle, six minutes away. Gunner and Cheyenne on demand. Well, appreciate you having us on this morning. Hope you had an amazing weekend. Chance of monsoon storms again later on this afternoon. Look at a high your 101. And we've got the chance of monsoon storms. Uh, every day this week. Which How does that make you feel? Horrible. <laughs> I hate the monsoons. And I think, I think like, the world knows that. Yes. And that it is specifically for me every day. <laughs> bringing the monsoons. Just because Gunner uh, hates them. I feel like it's just more active than it's ever been over the last few years. It is a very right? active monsoon, yeah. Yeah. I love sucks. it. It just ruins plans the evening. You, <laughs> you plan to swim in the pool, and then there's the dark clouds moving in. You're like, all right, we got to get out. Or, oh, we can't even get in. Yeah. Because of the monsoon storms every stinking evening. <laughs> sucks. But, yeah, we got that all this week. Uh, the morning riddle. Were you able to figure it out, Cheyenne? Uh, no. No? Uh, large as a mountain, small as a pea. Endlessly swimming in a waterless sea. What am I? Large as a mountain, small as a pea. Endlessly swimming in a waterless sea. What am I? Uh, (laughs) Two correct guesses. Okay. Uh, Coming in on text. Uh, All the rest are incorrect. We'll get some of the uh, incorrect guesses here. Text with the 480. A sand. Sand. That is incorrect. Okay. That makes sense, though. Large as a mountain? Maybe like a giant rock? Eh, I don't know. Like a dune? Sand. Was my, like a big dune? Maybe? I don't know. Text from the 480 Salt? No. Text of the 605? A star? Oh! Well, that's close. Could almost be considered correct. Okay. Uh, the correct, do you have a guess at all? No. Uh, the correct guess is asteroids. Oh, gosh. I mean, it's the same thing like a star, right? Yeah. I mean, I I could almost give the star a correct guess, but there are some asteroid guesses there, so nicely done. Uh, Large as a mountain, small as a a pea, endlessly swimming in a waterless sea. That wasn't even on my radar of guesses. (laughs) Anything that I even had mowing around in my head, it wasn't even close. (laughs) Well, if you got it correct, nicely done. We do the morning riddle every weekday morning at 6 here on Camel Country. On the way at 7, we got a concert announcement for you. (laughs) Who's coming to town? We'll let you know. We'll also give away tickets to that concert. And also, uh, brand new 720, I love you, man, coming at you. Coming up next, the CEO of a company did something on social media recently that has some people thinking uh, whether he should deserve credit for what he did. Others think it's cringy and staged. Oh, What did the CEO of a company do on social media that has people thinking that way? We'll let you know coming up next here on Camel Country. Gunner and Cheyenne On Demand. Well, there is a CEO of a company that's getting a lot of love and a lot of hate recently. Uh, so I'll tell you the story. You decide which side you're on, okay? Okay. Uh, Brandon Wallachie is the uh, the name of the CEO. He is uh, the CEO of a company called HyperSocial. And HyperSocial helps companies market themselves on LinkedIn. Oh, okay. Well, one of his LinkedIn posts is going viral after he had to lay a few people off and posted a photo of himself crying about it. (laughs) 
Okay. His post talks about how it's uh, all his fault. He made a bad business decision back in February and stuck with that decision too long, and that's why they lost their jobs. The post also talks about how he wishes he was more cold-hearted and didn't care, but he does. And he says a lot of other CEOs out there care, too. Most people seem to think he deserves credit for caring about his employees, accepting responsibility and being vulnerable about it. Other people think it's cringy and more about him than his employees. And whether he meant it or not, uh, it feels staged. Which side are you on? You like the idea of him posting a uh, photo, which I mean, when you look at the photo, I mean, they look like genuine tears. Yeah, um, I don't like the photo. <laughs> the photo to me is, is very um, self-praising, almost. Self-praising. Yeah, like, look at me, I'm crying. I think I could have, I would be, I'm fine with the post. The post itself is, I think it's it's a genuine post. I agree. I think he's taking credit for making a bad decision. And now those people's lives are, you know, turned upside down because of the choice that he made. Mm-hmm. It's the photo. Why did you feel the need to take a picture of yourself crying and post it? That part bothers me. But other than that, I think the post is fine. I feel like it's fake. I Every Why? CEO that I know that I've ever, even managers, you know, whenever people get laid off, they're not crying. I mean, the CEO, yeah, but think about, still. Think about what causes you to cry. Think about what causes you to cry. Literally everything causes me everything. to cry. <laughs> so if you were the CEO of a company making hundreds of thousands, if not millions a year, yeah. and you had to cut a few people, you're going to be sitting at home crying? Yeah, but if this it was if, if it was because of a decision that you made... That's fine. CEOs and, and, make decisions all the time that causes layoffs. Yeah, but that doesn't mean that they're not people... Just because they're CEOs and they make decisions every day doesn't mean that they're not still people who still have hearts and emotions. That doesn't make them, you know, that doesn't put them in a different genre of human. I don't know. I think it was, I think it was staged and fake. <laughs> you, <laughs> I would you would know. I'm though. a conspiracy theory guy. Yeah. I think this guy he threw some water on his face, rubbed his eyes really hard. <laughs> and took a picture. He goes, I feel so bad. That my decisions cause people to be laid off. Nobody's even heard of this company. That is also and then all true. Of but that, we're talking about it. that makes you know a bigger so point so. to where you know maybe he does care more about his employees than other companies do. Camel Nation, what are your thoughts? Do you like that he did this, or is it cringy? You know, I mean, is it? His, I think it's completely staged. What CEO does this? Come on. Just because they don't doesn't mean that they should or can. All right, text us at two two one away. Gunner and Cheyenne on demand. Well, which side are you on with the CEO of this company and him posting a photo of him crying following laying people off? Is it a stand-up thing to do? Does he deserve credit for caring about his employees, accepting responsibility and being vulnerable about it? Or is it cringy and more about him than his employees? What he did there. To me, it comes off as fake. It's the CEO of a company named Hyper Social. He made a decision back in February, uh, a bad business decision, and stuck with that decision too long. The company ended up losing money, so they had to lay people off. And that's why he posted what he did on his LinkedIn profile. It's a photo of him crying and expressing his, um, I guess, uh, being apologetic for what he did. Which I think that part deserves credit. It's the photo I don't agree with. You're if if truly if you are feeling this way, you consciously took the decision to stop and go. You know what? I'm going to take a picture of myself so I can post this. That I have an issue with. Yeah, but I mean, social media is so fake, right? People, all people post on social media is happy photos. That's it. Look how great my life is. Da, 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 da. So in the moment when he's feeling what he's feeling, let's let's say that it's not fake, right? Right, he's right. He's feeling what he's feeling, takes a photo in the moment, puts a caption with it. That's him being real, right? You're not wrong. I just think that he probably had a different picture that he could have posted with it. Or don't post well, a picture smiling. of it at all. I just laid off a bunch of people. No, I mean, it could have been anything. Like, it could have <laughs> been, like, his business logo or something. All I'm saying is that, like, the, I don't agree with the picture, but the uh, post, 
I think the post is probably very genuine, and I don't have an issue with it. Camel Nation, what are your thoughts? You can text us at 22108. Text at the 602. I agree with Cheyenne. Him posted a picture makes it feel staged. Yes. Text at the 623. 100% fake. Incredibly cringy. CEOs are like robots. No feelings. They don't have to be. Like, just because they're CEOs doesn't make them not human. It's all about the bottom line. It's all about the dollar. Yeah. With the CEOs. But it still doesn't make the shareholders happy. that they're human. Text the 602. It's a marketing stunt. Text the 480. Don't agree with the photo. The post might be genuine, but if he did upload photos, it should have been of him giving a nice severance package or some good parting gifts to the people saying, hey, look what I did to reward the people for their hard work and dedication. Yeah. You should have done. Yeah. Pay out of your pocket. Little severance package. Exactly. Because you caused them to lose their job. Uh, text the 602. Bet, bet you five bucks. He lays off more people. Fake post. Text the 602. What kind of CEO from a large company knows his employees, let alone cries for them? The dude is just fishing for attention. Fake news. Fake news. <laughs> <laughs> you know, as much as I think it's a fake post, I there, there's this. I, I keep thinking about this new app. Uh-huh. It's called Be Real. It's a social media app where you get notified twice a day at random times to, hey, you got two minutes to take a photo of what you're doing right now. And I'm signed up. I'm like, yeah, this is pretty cool, you, right? You signed I up. I signed for up. It. <laughs> but it's always like notifying me when I'm in my most vulnerable situations. <laughs> so you don't so you don't I have yet it. to post. I have yet to post. It's either I'm sitting on the toilet or getting out of the shower or something. It's always the wrong time. Post it. Post it. <laughs> Maybe I will. I don't know. But I mean, that app is to try and get you to take a yeah. picture in the moment, being real, not being fake. So, given the fact that there is that now that new app, mm-hmm. be real, you know, do, can you give him credit for taking a photo in the moment if that is what he's feeling? I think the tears are fake. But I mean, I'm, I think that there was probably something else he could have taken a picture of to justify what he was doing in that moment. I don't think it's a very if you haven't seen the picture, it is a close up picture. Yeah, it is a selfie that he took of his face. You know, like he could have taken a picture of his office or something like that. Yeah, but he makes a lot of money. Let's see how much this dude makes. Okay. Yeah, well, we don't have time. Uh, I'll look it up and tell you later. Okay. Uh, but this dude probably makes so much money. He could have, somebody texted in right here, texted the 623. He could have altered his salary to keep them. I mean, yeah, he right? could have, yeah. He could have lost a little money. Rather than laying off those people yeah. and showing a crying photo, take your salary down a little bit because you made the bad decision mm-hmm. and keep those guys on board. Yeah, you're not wrong. Thank you. It doesn't, I'm just saying, like, it still does not mean that he's not a human. Yeah. You know, I think we, I think when people are successful, we forget that at the same time, they still have feelings. They're still, you know, human. I uh, appreciate those texts today. Coming up at seven, we got a concert announcement for you. We'll also give away free tickets to that concert. This is coming up next at seven here on Camel. Gunner and Cheyenne on demand. Well, the CEO of a company named HyperSocial posted a photo of himself crying after he had to lay off a few employees. He said it was his fault that he made some bad business decisions. And um, some people think he deserves credit for what he did. Others think it's cringy and staged. Um, Does it change your opinion at all to know that it was a uh, smaller company? What do you mean by smaller? Like how small? Um, Let me get you the exact number of employees. Okay. Uh, 11 to 50 employees. (laughs) <laughs> yes. Does it make a big difference? Yes, it does. Because you had mentioned that it was the photo of him crying. Yeah. That was um, the uncalled for part. I, I, and I still, I still, still feel stand that by way. That? Yes, I still stand by that. But I still firmly stand behind the fact that he could genuinely feel this way. And it could be a genuine post. Like that many employees, he could totally know everybody. 100%. Yeah, but I don't, the, the tears thing. I mean, even he's worth a million dollars. I mean, it's not a massive salary by any means. But yeah. You think of a, a CEO. Um, I think CEO is what people get stuck on because when you hear CEO, you think multi-millionaire. Yeah. You know, in these big, big companies, but you can be a CEO of a small company and you could still know everybody. Um. And I guess when he started the company, him and his uh, girlfriend, they started in 2019. They were living in a van while trying to get this company going. And then they started growing so fast that they hired more employees than what they needed, yeah. essentially. You know, and they, he made some bad decisions. And then they started losing money, and that's why he had to lay him off. 
He didn't want to go back to the van, Cheyenne. You're already see, you're you're just firmly rooting me in my opinion of I do think that the post is genuine. Yeah, but he made the bad decision. Go back to the van. Keep those employees on board. You wouldn't go back to the van no way. either. No. But I'm also not posting a photo of me crying. That's also true. You know, hey, we got a concert announcement for you coming up in six minutes. We'll also give away tickets to that concert. Hang on. You know, Gunner and Cheyenne on demand. Here we go. It's time for a good old-fashioned concert announcement. Haven't had one of these in a while. Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, date of the concert is December 1st. Which is a Thursday. Thursday, December 1st, 2022. Coming to the Van Buren. Uh, it's our good friend, Russell Dickerson. <laughs> Russell D and his Justin Bieber mic. <laughs> his white tank top and his... Uh, uh, commando boots and his uh, uh, cargo pants. You know, though, if that's who he stays for forever, I don't care. I love him. Uh, it's his uh, She Likes It tour. Obviously, a tour named after his latest hit. She likes it when I pour tequila Cause she knows that we about to have ourselves a little night When I play John Denver uh, Drew Green is on the tour as well. I do love Drew Green. He's got that song called Good Old Boy. Right? Good Old Man. Yeah, good Old Boy. It's really good. Yeah, it's he really is good. awesome. Uh, Russell Dickerson. He was a part of our 8-Man Jam. So if you saw him at 8-Man Jam... It was just him at a guitar and him playing the songs and telling stories. This is full band. Yes. Full so on, much energy. Full on Russell Dickerson concert. Every little, every little, every little thing about her love. This is a good dude. All right, Russell Dickerson, she likes it to her with special guest Drew Green at the Van Buren, December 1st, 2022. Tickets go, go on sale Friday at 10 a.m. But uh, we've got a pair of free tickets for you right now. Uh, new phone number, 602-894-KMLE, 602-894-5653. I'll say it again for those in the back. 602-894-5653. I'll take caller number... Let's do eight. Eight. Caller number eight right now. I'll get you a pair of tickets to the Russell Dickerson Show. December 1st at the Van Buren, 602-894-KMLE, 602-894-5653. Saying it a bunch of times because it's a new number. Yes. 602-894-5653. Good luck. Gunner and Cheyenne On Demand. I appreciate you having us on this morning on uh, Friday after we got out of here. There were some uh, very tense and scary moments out in El Mirage. Uh, Thompson Ranch Elementary School was put on lockdown after somebody, uh, after someone reportedly saw a man with a gun near the school. Oh, gosh. And, um, I mean, I, I went home. I started watching this on the news. They had the helicopters overhead, you know, mm-hmm. and stuff like that, showing a lot of what was going on. Um, Watt was on lockdown, and El Mirage police investigated. There were a lot of parents that showed up, and... Um, a lot of those parents were notified by their kids inside the school. You know, a lot of kids carrying cell phones. These right, days. right. Uh, Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Selling a little or a lot? 
Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. Um, well, a lot of the uh, some parents showed up and three parents were arrested on Friday after scuffling with law enforcement as they tried to get into the elementary school to pick up and protect their children during a school lockdown. Uh, okay. Nothing happened with the uh, the armed man. Just kind of put that out there. The school was later cleared. And the suspect was arrested. He never did gain access to the campus. Uh, I don't know much more information on uh, on the guy beyond that. Uh-huh. Uh, but during the lockdown and before the students and teachers could be evacuated, parents started showing up. Police said the group of parents got notifications from their children inside the school. Three parents, one of whom had a firearm, were arrested on campus. Three parents became contra- uh, confrontational toward police, and officers used a stun-, stun gun on two of the individuals. Oh, my. Uh, several parents outside of the school expressed frustration during the incident and wanted to get into the building to protect their children, which is understandable. Yeah, absolutely. Right? And, I mean, hearing what happened out in El Mirage, I just have a feeling there's going to be a lot more of that happening when we do. If your child's school becomes under lockdown. Mm-hmm. As a parent, you don't want what happened in Uvalde to happen at your school, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uvalde happened a few months ago at the end of last school year, and we all know what happened there, right? Mm -hmm. The the, the police uh, in that particular situation were just standing around based on the video, right? Right. I mean, you've heard about that. So that's, you're trying to protect your own kid, and that's why I have a feeling more and more parents are going to be doing this. Yeah. But you shouldn't, though. I mean, I would. So, but you, the police are there for a reason, right? They're there to help the other uh, situation, right? To take control of the situation. Could you imagine if a bunch of parents, armed parents, all went in there mm-hmm. while the police are trying to do their job? You shouldn't be doing that. You're not wrong. And I totally respect the, the job and the responsibility of police officers 100%. And I would never want to impede on that. But nobody's going to protect your child the way that you will. I totally right, what, understand where mess, these parents are coming from. But how much of a mess is that going to be when you got a bunch of parents in there in the hallways trying to find their kid while the police officers are trying to take control of the situation? They don't know who the shooter is, where the shooter mm-hmm. is, if there is a shooter, where the armed man is. They're, they're trying to investigate and do their situation. If you got a bunch of parents showing up on their own with their own firearms, that's just going to cause a mess. I'm not arguing that. I'm 100% but you're, you're absolutely still saying, right. Go in and protect your kid. I am saying that as a parent... I 100% would, that's something I would do to protect my kid. I'm not saying you're wrong. You're absolutely right. It's going to cause chaos. But at the same time, if people know that parents are going to start showing up to protect our kids, maybe it will detour people from making these decisions. I I don't know. You know? I I don't think that's the, I I think the the right thing to say here is to kind of, yeah, you're worried, but put it in the hands of the law enforcement. They're trying to do that. You can't have the parents showing up to the school and causing uh, like these three parents that were arrested. I'm not I'm not arguing that fact with you. I'm just saying that I know that I would want to protect my kid if something like that were to happen. I uh, texted the 480. I understand that parents want to protect their children. and I know what happened in Texas scares a lot of families, but families need to know that law enforcement is here for a reason. They will do their jobs, especially right here in Arizona. And that's from an Arizona law enforcement mm-hmm. officer. Again, I'm not I'm not arguing that. I But I understand where these parents are coming from. I get it. 
I would want to do the same thing. I'm too far away from like Easton school, my five-year-old school, to be able to get there in time. Yeah. But I get it. I totally get it. I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying that I get it I mean, and I you, would But we all have feelings on what we want to do in certain situations. Yeah. You can't always act on it. You got to let law enforcement do their job. Yeah, I'm not you I'm not arguing that with you. I'm not arguing that with you. I'm just saying I get it. I totally get it. Okay. Uh, if you have an opinion on this, we'd love to hear. You can text us at 22108. But I mean, I, I would just put it out there. You know, I'm seeing the text coming in from uh, law enforcement. I mean, it even said, yeah, text at the 623. There's no fire alarm, firearms allowed on school property. You know, if you're a parent showing up with a firearm, you're already breaking rules. Yeah, but so is the person who shouldn't be there in the first place. So, we'll let law enforcement do their job. I'm not. Um, I'm I not know, but I mean, don't to. don't say show up on campus with a gun. That's not what I said. <laughs> That's not the words that came All out of right, my mouth. Cheyenne, okay. Gunner and Cheyenne on demand. A lot of text coming in I don't want to get to. We were talking about this uh, situation Friday morning out at Thompson Ranch Elementary in El Mirage. It was on lockdown for about an hour on Friday after somebody reportedly saw a man with a gun near the school. Uh, the school was later cleared and the suspect uh, was arrested by police. He never did gain access to the campus. But when the school first went on lockdown, like minutes after it went on lockdown, parents started showing up because kids inside the school who had their cell phone were texting their parents. Yeah. Saying, hey, we're on lockdown. I don't know if uh, those kids relayed to the parents that there was an armed shooter or what. I don't, I don't know how much they tell the kids inside the school as to what's going on, right? Yeah. All they know, uh, or I'd assume all they know, is that it's under lockdown, right? So the kids text their parents, the parents show up at the school, which is the wrong thing to do, in my opinion. I know there's a lot of parents that want to get out there and uh, you know protect their kid. Mm-hmm. And I see a lot of the texts coming in saying nobody protects your kid like you do. Yeah. But you got to let infor- law enforcement do their job. Three parents showed up. Uh, there were three Arizona parents were arrested. There were more parents that showed up than the three. But the three parents that were arrested, uh, one was armed. The other two just got into a scuffle with uh, with law enforcement. Yeah. Okay. And what has been pointed out already is that uh, no uh, what, no guns, no firearms are allowed on school property, which is accurate. Yeah. Right? So if you're a parent showing up to the campus with a gun on your waist or in your hand, mm-hmm. A, you're breaking a rule there yeah. or law or whatever it is. And two, how do the police know that you're not the armed individual? You're 100% right. They have no idea, and they have to treat you as if you could be that person trying to cause harm. But I know the, parent, the parental instincts. Yeah. You know, you want to protect your kid. But, I mean, sometimes you got to kind of just stand back and let law enforcement do their job. There's a lot of texts coming in on both sides. We'll get to a few of these here. Text of the 909. Law enforcement didn't do, didn't do their job properly in Uvalde. So training does not supersede my mama bear dedication. I'm going in to get my child. Okay. Text at the 602. I understand what Cheyenne is saying, but as a parent, you will not protect your child by showing up to campus and getting arrested and getting in the way of law enforcement. Text at the 480. It's scary to just sit here and let law enforcement quote unquote, do their job when we have situations like the one in Texas. We see how well letting them do their job worked there. Mm-hmm. Okay, again, both sides. Yeah. But you got to trust what they're uh, trained to do, you know, because I mean, if parents are showing up before the, the police even do, they didn't even have time to investigate. And go in there. You're going to be an armed parent that's going to be taken down because they think you're the armed person on campus. Yeah, you're not wrong. I'm not arguing it with you by any means. Uh, Text the 480. We need to have a better trust in our law enforcement. Once that trust is broken, it doesn't matter what the state it happened in is. It's hard to trust again. Yeah. Communication will help gain that trust as a parent and law enforcement officer. I understand both sides. I definitely do feel like as a parent that there should be more communication to the parents from schools that do have to go into lockdown so that we know what the situation is rather than relying on our children from inside the classroom to try to give us information. And I do think that if communication was better from schools to parents, maybe there wouldn't be as many parents trying to get to the school to find out what's going on. Uh, Text the 412. I am a teacher in, I am a teacher in this case, those parents just cause more trauma to their kids that we're already in a scary situation. And I hear that. Because, I mean, what if it is like uh, a, a false alarm, mm-hmm. right? And the parents are showing up and freaking all the kids out because right. they're trying to get in there and get their kid and get them out of school. I mean, that's, that that alone could be traumatic to a kid. Too. It definitely can. I mean, I, I, I see both sides. I And I fully respect law enforcement. I respect their jobs. I respect what they're there to do. As a parent, I understand wanting to get my kid out especially given all the things that have happened. I, yeah. I see it. I get it. Oh, it's, 
It's a, it's a tough situation to be in. I texted the 602. My five-year-old just said, she keeps saying she's not arguing with you, but she sure sounds like she's arguing. Ha ha. Because I'm getting frustrated <laughs> being told I'm saying something that I'm not saying. What are you saying? If you're a mom that has a, has a firearm, or if you don't have a firearm, and your kid's school is under lockdown yeah. because of an armed shooter is what they're saying, right? What are you doing? Put me in that situation and I'll be able to I'm tell you, you the exactly. Situation. What are you going to do? Put me in that situation and I will tell you ex- and then I'll just do it. Envision it's happening. It's not something that you, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I'm going to do A, B, and C when I have never been in that situation as a parent before. Mm-hmm. I am not going to tell you what I am and am not going to do because I've never been there before. Period. I've never been in those shoes before. Okay. I could tell you what I would like to do. I'd want to save my child. One hundred percent, I would want to save my child. What I would do, I I am a dad, and I have got a, a gun at home. I'm a new gun owner, right? Mm-hmm. But I still would not show up to the school. I wouldn't. I because think I, that they they don't know who the armed shooter is. I still would arguing, not be showing up to the school. I'm not arguing that with okay. you. I already agreed with <laughs> it you. Sounds on like that. you are because I'm getting frustrated because I can be empathetic to both sides and be told that I'm not like that. I'm. I just wanted to clear up what you were saying. I've That's cleared it up okay. eight times. Well, apparently not. I don't know. I'm allowed That's to fine. be empathetic to a, both sides. That's absolutely right. That's fine. So then stop trying to make me argue with you. <laughs> Gunner and Cheyenne on demand. Well, as announced earlier this morning, Russell Dickerson, that guy that you just heard right there, is coming to town December 1st. He'll be at the Van Buren. I am so excited for this show. This thing was interesting. I know. The, uh, the Van Buren. Uh, tickets go on sale Friday. It's going to be a high energy show. His shows are always high energy. I don't know where this guy gets his energy from. He's like the Energizer Bunny. Yeah. And maybe, his batteries never go maybe, dead. Maybe. Yeah, maybe you take off that white tank top he wears and look on his back. <laughs> He's got Energizer batteries all just shoved in his back. The D's just shoved right in the back there. Yeah, it would have to be D-sized batteries. The D's are the There ain't C's. no double A's or triple A's in Russell Dickerson. <laughs> no. Nah. Uh, all right, tickets go on sale Friday for his She Likes It Tour. Drew Grain is on the tour as well. We've got your free tickets tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. We do a morning riddle. If you're able to figure out that riddle, uh, you will win Russell Dickerson tickets uh, tomorrow, 6 a.m. here on Camel Country. Gunner and Cheyenne On Demand. Well, here's a tip on how to strengthen your relationship with your significant other. Okay. Uh, secret spending. Buying things without telling your partner. It's a uh, what? New, new study I came across online. Uh, the idea is that not telling your partner creates guilt. And feeling guilt leads to unplanned investments in the relationship. Then your partner feels closer to you because you've taken an initiative to do nice things. For example, you stop by a happy hour with some friends on the way home, right? You buy a round of drinks and decide not to mention that to your partner. But then you feel guilty about it, so you cook dinner and clean the house afterwards. This sounds like manipulation to me. (laughs) Okay, that that particular example that is in this article. (laughs) You buy a round of drinks, decide not to mention that to your partner. I, I feel like the last thing I want to do when I get home after having some drinks with some friends is cook dinner, cook dinner and clean the house. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather just tell her about the drinks. Right? I mean, you should probably tell your your significant other if you're going out to have drinks with friends anyways. Uh, uh, the article goes on to say this little secret is something minor and mundane, like not mentioning a purchase or two, indulging in pizza or fast food, smoking a few cigarettes when you're away from your partner, or keeping a little cash to yourself. I mean... I feel like most of those you should be able to do anyways without really having to keep a quote-unquote secret about it. The study found that this kind of thing is very common. In fact, 100% of the couples in the study were able to recall at least one example when they had secret spending. 100%? of the people in this study had found, had done some secret spending. And the ultimate conclusion of this study is that uh, with that secret spending, you feel that guilt. So you're working on uh, some extra stuff at home i don't i don't like this article at all it just feels like you're lying like you're just lying it says it does not work for major secrets like if you took all your retirement money out and bought a house in the cayman islands uh, <laughs> would not work in that situation but, uh, yeah. but i feel like 
but why would you have to keep that a secret? Like if you bought a round of drinks, who cares? Yeah, that's kind of how I like. You shouldn't have to keep those things a secret. But I mean, it makes sense with the part of doing something nice, right? I think any relationship will uh, flourish and get better when the other person is doing something nice that they don't typically do, like make dinner or clean the house, right? If I made dinner and clean the house, my wife would wonder if something was wrong. 100%. Yeah, but but if I just did it to be nice, it would strengthen our relationship, right? So then just do it to be nice. Why you got to do it? Because you're keeping secrets and you feel guilty. So this particular study is saying, hey, do more secret spending because it'll strengthen your relationship. Do not listen to this article. This sounds like a gateway to more aggressive lies. Well, let's segue into a question here, Cheyenne. Okay. I have anxiety right now. What's the most outrageous thing your spouse has secretly purchased, right, that you found out about later? Oh. They went, like... You found out about it later because you looked at the bank statement. You found out about it later because it showed up on the porch uh, when they were not home, you know, and you opened it up and then you found out about it. What is the most outrageous or ridiculous thing that your spouse has secretly purchased that you found out about later? Oh, I can't wait to hear these. All right, you can text us at 22108 and we're going to get to these texts coming up next. Sarah Camel. Gunner and Cheyenne on demand. It's Camel Country. Thanks for having us on. <laughs> Uh, A new study found that secret spending by spouses can strengthen relationships because it can create guilt that causes you to make an unplanned investment in the relationship, which your partner appreciates. I I, I can't with this article. No, you know, and then the question that we have out of this is, you know, what's the most outrageous or ridiculous thing that your spouse has secretly purchased that you found out about later? And based on the responses that are coming in, 22108, I don't think that has strengthened the relationship by any means. <laughs> I feel like some of these people will be lucky to still be married. That's how I yeah, feel. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, what is the uh, most outrageous or ridiculous thing your spouse has secretly purchased that you found out about later? Uh, let's see. Uh, text at the 602. My dad came home with a surprise puppy and a tortoise <laughs> without consulting my mom. Now mom has to approve all live animal purchases. <laughs> Text with the nine four nine. I bought a horse without telling my spouse, and he was not happy when he found out about it. Oh my gosh, horses are so expensive. They're actually cheaper than I would have thought, though. What? They really are. How much? Like, How expensive did you think How they much? were? I I would have thought like twenty grand or something like. Well, depending that on the horse. horse. Yeah. But it says to buy a horse, you can expect to pay one hundred to ten thousand dollars, depending on the horse's breed and pedigree. <laughs> So you go get a horse for hundred bucks. I would be very concerned if you bought a horse for hundred dollars. <laughs> Got a great deal on this, honey. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, let's see. I texted the six two three. A brand new washer and dryer, a huge TV upgrade, and new parts for his diesel truck. Is that all one? That's all one thing. Oh, yeah. And you're still married. <laughs> But the relationship could be stronger. So, never Devin, what what did his guilt do for you? That's, <laughs> yeah, that's right. my question. <laughs> that's what a massage in the evening. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> Text the 480. I purchased a brand new Harley Davidson without my spouse knowing. Unfortunately, I got the aftermarket exhaust done on it. So it took an extra two weeks and the insurance card showed up before <gasps> I could let her know and to surprise her. And she flipped her lid. <laughs> I feel like she would have flipped her lid anyway if he sat down and told her you bought a Harley. So, honey, I need to let you know. How much is a Harley Davidson? <laughs> a lot more than a horse. Yeah. Text the 480. Husband bought two flyboards and four jet skis. Well, oh, my. That's a lot. That is a lot. Oh, my gosh. This one. Text at the 602. Not much a purchase, just spending at the casino. Hundreds of thousands of dollars. The value had been hidden well until the IRS came knocking for a no. few hundred dollars in taxes. That's when the crap hit the fan. For $200 in taxes? On hundreds of thousands of dollars? First of all, that's not bad. I feel like you, you're getting away, really. Well. Only $200 in taxes? Well, I mean, how much of the hundreds of thousands did he lose? That's a good and, point. and win, you know, yeah. and you typically only pay taxes on your winnings. So <laughs> you're only paying a couple hundred dollars off of hundreds of thousands. You didn't do so well, Cheyenne. Gambling problem, call. 
Text with the 602. $1,000 worth of crystals from one of those Lucky Scoop TikToks. What is that? What? The crystals TikToks? I, I guess. Know. Text the 480. My significant other bought a baby cow. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I don't no. think I would be upset with that. <laughs> a baby Is that a grump to be a full grown cow? Cows. Cows are awesome. <laughs> I love hand feeding t- cows, little oh, baby the cows. Of, the amount of text coming in, man. Some of y'all, some of y'all are lucky to be married. Still, <laughs> <laughs> I just think there's certain things you should talk to your spouse about prior to making those purchases. <laughs> text, purchases. The, text with the six zero two. You could buy a horse for a hundred bucks, but the horse on the maintenance on a horse is four hundred to a thousand a month. Yeah. Wow. Horses are expensive. That is not something you should go into lightly by any means. Text the Freudo, uh, bought a $1,000 Xbox. She comes home the next day, and I said, look, a surprise for the both of us. <laughs> <laughs> see, sometimes it's about how you frame yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> see, now there's couple time together. Now you're playing video games together. I did it like, for us, really. Oh, that's right. Gunner and Cheyenne On Demand. Well, if you're knee-deep in the water somewhere... Somewhere lucky. tropical. Yeah, lucky. <laughs> a. And uh, B, you can always stream us through the Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y. It's a free app to download. You can search for Camel Country 107.9, listen to us live there, or catch up on demand on our on-demand channel. We post the full show uh, after the show is done, uh, and uh, you can catch up there. All of the things you need. Just search Gunner and Cheyenne there on that Odyssey app. Coming up next, we all love Chip and Joanna Gaines, right? Yeah, absolutely. Down there in Waco, Texas. Well, yeah. Honestly, I don't think they would hurt a fly. Very nice people. Uh-huh. But what they are being accused of doing has some folks hating on them. People are accusing Chip and Joanna Gaines of something? And they're hating on them oh. for what they're accusing them of doing. Okay. We'll let you know what's going on with uh, Chip and Joanna. Coming up next here on Camel Country. Gunner and Cheyenne On Demand. Well, Chip and Joanna Gaines... We know them. We love them, right? The yes. uh, Fixer Upper show that was on each. Uh, is it still on there? No, they have their own network now. Their own. Oh, the Magnolia Network. Yeah. That's right. uh, Fixer Upper debuted in 2013. Wow. I love um, that show. Uh, the two of them put Waco, Texas on the map uh, with that show. But now they're being accused of forcing longtime residents out. What do you mean? Thanks to their growing Magnolia Empire, Waco is becoming a big tourist attraction. And some of the people who visit are deciding to stay. Oh. <laughs> They're like, oh, this place is pretty nice. <laughs> Not too shabby here in Waco. <laughs> so all of that is driving up property values, which is oh. driving up property taxes to the point where some people can't afford to live there anymore. A lot of renters are being pushed out so the landlords can cater to the tourists. And what, with Airbnb, maybe? I mean, yeah, that would be my assumption. Some landlords are being forced to raise rents because oh. the property taxes have gone up. The average household income in Waco is just over 40000 The average household income, just over forty in Waco. Wow. So I guess, I, I mean, that kind of makes, like, if you're retiring. Yeah. Man, if the house, the the uh, the property values are uh, that low. I mean, because, I mean, think about, I, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but mm-hmm. think about it. If the average household income in Waco is just over 40000 I mean, the price of houses is cheap down there. Mm-hmm. Cost of living is pretty cheap compared to like here yeah, absolutely. or Seattle or whatever, right? Yeah. And you're looking to retire somewhere cheap where your uh, retirement will go further? Yeah. Sounds like a nice little spot to settle down. More than 25% of the population of Waco lives below the poverty line. Oh. Do you blame Chip and Joanna for what's going on here? A lot of people are. I don't, on them. I don't think that you can. I mean, I think, I mean, I don't know Chip and Joanna Gaines personally, but to me at least the image that they give off is that they probably started Magnolia with a great like want to do something better for Waco, right? To to put them on the map, but to do something great for them. I don't think that they meant to make it what it is, the way that it's become what it is. Well, I mean, it kind of sucks for the people that, you know, again, that are at that 40,000 uh, in, in, in the poverty yeah. line and stuff like that. Great for Waco to grow. Yeah. You know, as more and more people are coming in, it just kind of sucks for those long timers there. It absolutely does. So what do the long timers do? Do you sell, get great value for your house, find another city that's, you know, not as 
<laughs> bustling as Waco. Yeah. And just move there. But I mean, it's Waco based on the, the images and the video and everything. I mean, it looks like a, a, a very nice town. Yeah, it looks beautiful. Yeah. I mean, I would move there. It looks absolutely beautiful. Well, you two are forcing longtime residents out, Cheyenne. I guess. I'm sorry. I just, it sucks. I mean, I come from a very small town that was, you know, it still doesn't have a stoplight in it at all. It's all stop signs. But I remember when it really started to boom and property taxes went up. I remember that. And right, it but, I mean, but it's still not booming like Waco, Texas. Not is. the way that that is. No, but I, I, my point was like I've seen property value for people who have lived there a really long time continue to go up, and houses are more expensive now. Like I've seen it but happen. That, but and it that sucks. also means that the value, well, where where it sucks is for renters. Yeah, right. But if you own a house in Waco, you should be happy. That the property values are going up because you're going to get more for your house. Yeah, but if you're already an older person and you don't, you know, you weren't planning on moving ever, but now you can't afford even your own property taxes because just because you own the house outright doesn't mean you don't still have taxes. And now those are increasing. And what if you're on a fixed income? Yeah. You know, it sucks. <laughs> I don't think you blame Chip and Joanna Gaines, though. They're going to run out of houses to redo at some point, right? I mean, I would think so. Uh- <laughs> I mean, in Waco? Yeah, absolutely. If they're still doing the fixer-upper premise, you know, because, I mean, Waco, how many people are in Waco? I don't know. It's a great question. I would personally love to visit Waco. I would love to go see their silos in the Magnolia Market. I've seen photos. It looks fantastic. 137,000. It's actually a lot. In Waco, Texas, yeah. Because you're uh, uh, Yakima, Washington. Your hometown is like 94,000. Yeah, but. Right, so it's a little bit bigger. My like hometown, hometown. Moxie, Washington. Moxie, Washington. <laughs> <laughs> Washington population. When I was growing up, I oh, it's. When I was growing up, I remember the population on the, on the post office being like 1,500. Yeah. It is now 4,000. 4,000. That's, that's it. But that's a lot for me because, like, okay. I remember when Moxie was literally like one square mile. Yeah. <laughs> it, was just, it was just one intersection. But I mean, Waco, okay, Waco had 123,000 back in 2011. Now it's 137,000. So it's not really that bad. It hasn't grown that much. Yeah. But I mean, that's just, that's just inflation. Yeah. Right? I would think so. But I guess just like uh, Montana, Missoula, Montana is dealing with the same thing with Yellowstone. Yeah. Everybody's so intrigued with Yellowstone. Everybody wants to go buy a ranch in Missoula. All the residents of Missoula are angry because traffic sucks now. Which and makes coming sense. In. You know, so Waco dealing with the same thing. It's just, you know, you you like having your town featured on national TV. It comes with a price. <laughs> it comes with a price. Yeah. It absolutely. And people don't like change. So. Good luck to those folks down there. Yeah. You know, Thanks for listening to Gunner and Cheyenne On Demand. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 